This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Boom! Just hit four o'clock. Yeah. That was perfect timing. It was. The king is back again. The king and queen of film. No, is that too much? Too much. Too much. Little, All right. Okay. Little too much. I'm just a pauper. Okay, welcome everybody. It's Friday again. The it weeks is. seem to sort of just zip by. They do. I'm getting old, man. And um, yeah, it's like what I'm back here again. Okay, great. But we've got a really fantastic show for you guys today. It's a great show. We've got the director of the new film Porto. Porto. And then we've got the lead actor Tom Meaton from the new film The Ghoul, um, and the executive producer and the director of the same film coming in. We've got so much entertainment news. So much has happened this week. Yeah, Johanna's got more terrible music, but but <laughs> I will save you. I will save you. Hashtag I will save you. I got good music. I've been really into. It. I've been looking, checking out. You like, know what? Next week soundtracks. I'm going to come with some tunes, man. Okay, fine, fine. We'll have, a, we'll have a tune-off. We'll have to see. People can vote who's got the best songs. But I'm um, listening to the Nerve soundtrack from the film, The Nerve. Have you seen that? Oh, it's great. It's great. And The Kingsman. Do you like that film? Yeah, that's all right. Had some fantastic soundtrack. And Bridget Jones's Baby as well. It's great songs. I've got it. I bet it is. Fine. You're just not giving me artistic license here. The second trilogy. Second British trilogy. What was the first after Bridget, before Bridget Jones? The first British trilogy? Yeah. Um... Hmm. Um, <coughs> adult kiddohood and brotherhood. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering you're one of them, I thought that would have come quicker to you. I was thinking before before Bridget joined. Yeah, only a few weeks before, but we got there. First. Oh, was that? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, okay. I do. Um, well, actually, got. Um, I've been looking into um, what the top British films of this year have been. So yes. later on, we're going to be talking about what the what was the highest grossing. Great. Um, things because it's it's interesting when you look at the figures of what. What actually bombs at the office and what works and <laughs> at the office at, <laughs> at the, the box office at the box office <laughs> at the office at the office <laughs> what bombs at the office here the bomb here yeah, that bomb the bomb um, we've also got some games we've got Lucy Patton coming back in to review yeah, the films um, I've seen a lot of films this week so there's lots to talk about I've seen a couple uh, get involved in the show if you've got any questions for me Noel Lucy anybody or any of our guests yeah email clock hashtag I will save you from Johanna <laughs> or chill at foobarradio.com's email address we read we'll going to shout you out if you email in or tweet us at foobar radio uh right we're gonna go for our first song and this is the opening song to the film nerve great which i saw this it's great it's got emma roberts know, you've I worked love, with emma roberts don't you yeah i love Emma. it was an amazing and uh dave franco who i got to interview but i called him james franco so i don't think that went down too no, well I don't think it did. um right okay so the first song it's called can't get enough by basanji basanji i'll probably sort uh, that name sorry i will save you <laughs> Beautiful, beautifully timed. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was all right. It was a good film opener. I really liked it. Really enjoyed that film. Oh, no. Shit. What have I done? Uh, you guys missed it, but Noel just spent the majority of that song trying to adjust his chair <laughs> to get comfy. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. She found it very funny. And now I've just done my, my Instagram video and it didn't even upload because oh, I'm not concentrating. Life, you're losing First that life problems. today. First world problems. Yeah. So, what have you, I haven't actually seen you all week. What have you been up to? What have you been doing? I've been very busy in the busy, world busy. of film and TV. Yeah. You know, um, doing press for the show that I'm in. Uh, also went and saw a great film called Moonlight, which I'll talk about later in okay, the uh, in, in the review. reviews. Um, and generally taking over the world as I do, man. Just you know, step by step, step by step. So your f- uh, TV show, which is the Level, the on Level ITV on ITV, it's on ITV Fridays, Friday night. At n- so that's tonight, Prime by time. the way. Yeah, Prime Time Fridays at nine pm. The Level. Do you watch yourself? 
on Fridays. I watched the show, 100% watched the show, because yeah. I like to see if the scripts that we read have actually translated onto screen. Yeah. And it's been, been received very well so far. It's got excellent Carla Chrome in mm -hmm. it. It's got Laura Haddock. Laura, who... Um, was in Stories 24. Who was in... Yeah, I met her for back on the film years ago, of your mm. film. And she's also in the new Transformers. She's the lead in the new Transformers. What? She's amazing. I know. Well, I knew that. When you meet Laura, she's... Uh, Google Laura Haddock. She's, like, one of the most stunning creatures I've ever seen ever yeah she's, she's yeah, and she's I, no, I saw her I was <laughs> yeah, just like oh my gosh you're gonna yeah, be dude. you're the next Angelina Jolie like, yeah so, she, so she's um, she can act as well she can so. act so she's gonna be the lead in the new Transformer she's in the level every Friday at 9pm which I'm also in guys so if you're listening and you like what I do do check it out the excellent Carla Chrome and it's on tonight again and it's what's it about it's like a detective it's a detective show so oh, Carla Chrome is the lead show. detective I'm her partner and She's into the investigation and she's kind of got a little bit more to do with what's happened than, than she's letting on. Are you Laura's partner? No, Carla's partner. Oh, Carla's no, partner. We, no. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish. wish we all wish. No, um, I'm Carla's partner in, in the show. Oh, okay, okay. In the, in the show. And it's uh, it's really good. We also have Rob James Collier from Downton Abbey Ooh. and Lindsay Colson from Did EastEnders. Okay, so you've got a whole range of TV yeah. royalty. Yeah, TV royalty. TV royalty. And how, how long is it going to go on for? How many parts? This is week three. Okay. So guys, you guys should check it out because you can up. do the yeah, exactly. It's easy nowadays. You can do one and two on catch up, uh, and then the third one's on tonight at nine. And I, I, you know, there's a lot of twisty turny stuff in it. Twisty turny. I love. I'd love to play detective. Well, I you know, you hang out with the right guy. So I think. You know. Yeah, that's. I used to want to really. Actually, always I thought if I wasn't going to be doing acting and show busy in industry stuff, I'd probably go into police work. Really? I think so. I think I'd be a good... Do you think I'd be a good policeman? Whoop, whoop. That's the, the sound, sound of the, the police. police. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I'd love it. My eight-year-old's been singing that. Really? <laughs> I walked past the kitchen the other day and he was like, whoop, whoop. I said, what the fuck is he... Where did you... I said, boy, where'd you learn that song from? He's like, Angry Birds. I was like, oh, okay. Crazy okay. what kids are learning yeah. off, the, off the internet. Are all your kids all technologically advanced? They can, can no, they do I don't stuff? let them fiddle about. iPad, yeah, but I don't let them fiddle about with the computers too much. I Otherwise, want them to be kids and play with toys and stuff They'll be off doing stocks like and stuff before yeah. you can... Although the oldest one might be good at that. I might put him on a... Just be like, son, yeah. can you make me some... <laughs> make me some money, boy. I think there is something wrong with the chairs today. I'm See, not, I told you, man. I'm falling it's off the last it. Show. It's that last show, man. They fiddled around with our chairs they, and stuff. They've, they've pranked us and the chairs are all upside down. And, and Johanna's skirt's backward now. I know, and I have my skirt. I wore my skirt backwards for about an hour today. It's not the day, is it? It's not no, the day. No, no, <laughs> it's, not it's, the terrible. it's terrible. But there's been lots going on with the world. I had a little look on the sort of entertainment news. Yeah, entertainment news, because that's what this show's about. Entertainment it's about, films, you know, entertainment TV. news. And we've got a little fanfare there. There's the entertainment news. Entertainment Lovely, that's over the top. Um, right, so what's going on in the world? Tell so, me. Bob Dylan's been given the Nobel Prize. Yes. For his work, or well, his like 50 years of work. Yeah. Um, which has caused a little bit of controversy, people being like, Bob Dylan, really? And yeah, other people being, Bob, like, Bob being like, of course, Bob Dylan. Yeah, so it's Bob, it's Bob. That's interesting. Do you know that Bob Dylan has, he has a song called Johanna? I didn't. And someone found it once and gave it to me, and I've always loved it. I was like, that's something with my name on that's it. Because my name's hard to say and spell. And, um, so I like, I like Bob Dylan just because he made a song Is about that, me. So he should have been a no awarded the Nobel Prize just for that? Just for that. Just because he made us, you know. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Bob. Yeah. Um, right, so Michael Jackson is the top earning dead celebrity. Still. Still, yeah. I mean, look, the guy's music was great. I mean, that, that's the thing. Michael Jackson's uh, music at the time was was uh, was was brilliant. You yeah. know, not so much in the later years, 
he's dead and making money. Yeah, but That's I think crazy. it goes. Yeah, obviously, it goes Where to his it go? children. I think Does it? his his estate. So lawyers and all that take a big chunk, and then oh. they will filter it through to his his family and children. It's a bit crazy. But I mean, he he, he should be getting a, a a prize because uh, you know there's not many people that are born a black man and die a, a white lady. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> there's not many. But I love Michael Jackson. I saw him live in 1992. Really? Yeah, dude. Was that before in? or after he got set on fire? 1992. After. 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 He was he was still mixed race at that point. Okay. So he was at, when he because I did, obviously growing up I only knew him as white Michael Jackson. I didn't yeah. know he was black. And then I remember someone said no he used to be a black guy and showed me a picture. He was gorgeous. When he's black. Wasn't he? I know man. Black don't crap man. He, he was see what absolutely happened. gorgeous. And then the, whatever he became later on I was like mm. man you know what you, you never know. It, it, I realized the other day it was like world mental health. You never know what people are going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't give them excuses to behave recklessly though. Let me just throw that out there. But. You know what I mean? You never know what people are going through. And no, so that, you, Michael no, Jackson was obviously going through some shit. Obviously. Right, let's get back on track to okay, films. Okay, so um, Star Wars, the Star Wars firm Boom. has been fined $1.6 for hurting Harrison Ford with his leg injury. Because, you know, he, he got his, yeah. his leg stuck in the hydraulics of the... Yeah. So if you guys don't know this, Harrison Ford on, on set of Star Wars, Star Wars when they were filming it, not Rogue One that's coming out in December, which we will review yeah. for you before you go and see it but on the the, the, the film that came out last year that Force Awakens mm -hmm. he was going through the slidey door you know the doors when you go in a spaceship <laughs> and, they go, and they open <laughs> and it came down and it crushed his leg and broke his leg and they had to stop oh, filming I know and he got airlifted somewhere because he was in filming. Pinewood Studios so that company has been fined 1.6 million million for like gross misconduct yeah, and like see, safety a lot of you at home like well Harrison don't need that it doesn't go to him it doesn't so you go just to get, him. he gets fined. No, the company the have company been gets fined that, and it goes somewhere, which then goes somewhere, and ends which up in some rich guy's pocket. But it doesn't um, go to Harrison Ford. Yeah, I mean, you'd think <laughs> being like Harrison Ford. Have you ever had a bad injury on set? Have you ever hurt yourself? Um, Done a stunt gone wrong, or I've had a few things. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, you know, had fight scenes and been punched out and stuff like that. <laughs> and you know, um, I did do uh, casualty years ago where I had to kind of roll down a hill. And I don't know if I was overzealous, but I swear my neck cracked and I like it's never been the same thing. <laughs> <Just, laughs> I'm you, telling you. Well, like, you don't realise that you're always on the slant. Yeah, man. Like you know, it's, do you know when I was younger, I, I heard it crook because I did it, and then it's never bothered me. But like sometimes I'm like, and then I always think about it when I get neck pain. I'm like, I wonder if I like actually injured it that day, like 15 years ago. Oh, I saw this thing on Facebook today because I like to have a little look through Facebook, and you know the new uh, Assassin's Creed movie that's yes. coming out with the, Michael Fassbender. With the Fassbender, yeah. The director did not want uh, CGI for this like massive um, jump, like a huge actual drop yeah. that, that the assassin had to do. So they got the actual stunt guy to do three real life jumps: one at 50 foot, no. One at 70 foot, one at 90 foot, one at 125 foot free fall drop. And there's this video going around on Facebook of this poor stunt guy, like, Wah! and he just, he literally just jumps off. And he does it. And free falls. And, and oh, he right? must have been, pe yeah, he's fine. He lands on this, like, well, it's this massive, uh, big yeah, bouncy big castle. Yeah, yeah. But when you look up at the camera from 125 foot looking down, the, that doesn't look so big anymore. It's no, like, and you've, got to, you've got to make sure you hit that. What thing? if you catch the wind and just, and it was surrounded, <laughs> it was surrounded by all he's these. He's not made of paper, girl. <laughs> Well, I don't know about wind. physics and dinosaurs like and laws of gravity. Like but like all around the little like bouncy soft bouncy castle was about eight or nine trucks. <laughs> I was mm. like, if he lands on a truck, oh, I don't know. To keep it in shape, oh, yeah, that's wow. But Fassbender's going to get all of the kudos for that now. Yeah, of course. He's like, oh, he jumped off a hundred twenty-five foot like, building. Fassy, Fassy, I love it when you jumped off the thing. You'd be like, yeah, thanks. Have you ever had a stunt uh, double? Uh, yes, yes. So I do all my own stunts as much as I'm allowed to, mm -hmm. but. 
uh, there's been a couple that they wouldn't let me do. Like in a, in a normally I jump through a glass window. Oh yeah. Um, and they wouldn't glass. let me do that. So I had a stunt guy. Um, I would have done it though. I was well up for it, but they wouldn't allow me to do it. But other than that. I've done most of my own stunts that you see in the films and all my fights. I got to throw a brick through a glass window for this Channel 4 thing. That's exciting. Um, but what they did... Uh, no, it was. It was like, they were like, you can get the real brick and you can chuck it through the real window. The and real you, brick? The real brick. And uh, But the stupid people, they put safety glass in there. So it didn't Which break. will never smash. So no matter how many times I could lob this <laughs> real brick. And people thinking like, oh, she's, oh, bless her, little girl. Oh, and then okay. someone went, oh, no, it's safety glass. We haven't put the real pain in. I'm like, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Um, did they the, change it then? So then they changed it to the real glass and I did it in one take. It was fine. One take, one take, Joe. One take. Pressure. They were like, you got what? we have one pain. You have to get it in in the one take. I'm okay, like, thanks, guys. <gasps> okay, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, cool. Right, I'm gonna get onto my music because um, oh, man. I want. I, I, the, the Nerve soundtrack's amazing. The le- oh, actually, this one is from Kingsman. This one's from Kingsman. Okay, let's Kingsman. see. Kingsman. Really. Um, and guys, let me know if you like Johanna's choice of music because yeah, you know, like I said, I will. I will guys. save you. I will save let's you. Let's have a vote. Who do you want to control the music next, me or no? Come on, come uh, on. I think we know where that's going. Um, well, this is Dizzy Rascal. This is bonkers. Okay, I'll give you this one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Why don't I wear my headphones? That's a good it's question. It's a good question. You can hear yourself I do way sometimes. better. I do sometimes. Seriously, pop them on. Well, see, these pop. ones aren't plugged in for a stop. Pop so them on, plug them in. fucking help me, is it? <laughs> like, I don't know about this technological shit. Where do I plug this shit in? <laughs> where, do you, where does he plug his headphones in? Um, I like that. I like Dizzy Mark School. I like a yeah. bit of that. Like bit I of do. That. I'll give you that one. Okay, so so far you've given me the first two. So, boom, it's like two out of... Well, no, I didn't give you the first one. I thought it was okay. Thank okay. You. Thank you, sir. All right. Someone's just... We have minions. One <laughs> of the minions has just plugged in my head. Thank you, minions. Thank you, Minion. Thank you, Minion. <laughs> minion. Minion. Uh, okay, uh, right, back to what's going on in the world. Uh, Janet Jackson is pregnant at 50. Good for you, Janet, man. She loves the dick, innit? What can I say? Like, you know, 50-year-old chicks still love dick, man. Like, Well, I don't know if it was with a dick, to be fair, because she's 50. Oh, syringe. Might have been a syringe. No way, mate. No job. way. I um, look at Janet, and I think Janet loves it. <laughs> And and her husband mm. or boyfriend or partner or girlfriend or whoever, or whoever she's with clearly Dog. loves what she's got mm. going on. Loves um, the booty, loves the booty. I mean, I'm happy for her. And, they, you know, 50 is the new 40. But It's not those 50, isn't it? Like, really. But someone was saying, like, whoa, so when her kid's, like, 20, the, the mum's going to be... Like 70. Yeah, she'll be in school. They'll be like, Whose grandma's that? Whose grandma's yeah, that? That's my mum. Shut up, shut up. That's my mum. I don't know. It's Except a bit the, of a the kid will be like some sort of millionaire and won't give a fuck. Yeah, you can just buy their friends. Buy a new mum. Whatever. Yeah. Um, also in the news, you know Divergent star Shailene Woody? Woodley. 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 <laughs> Woody. What's on your mind, Joe? <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, um, is that your day? Is that your day with your fella? Your Friday? <laughs> Friday night. It's chill, chill <laughs> it's, night. It's Woody night. It's yeah. Woody night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. She's been arrested. I saw that. After, a, but for like, a, you know, celebrities get arrested all the time, blah, blah, blah. I've never been arrested. Well done. I'm not a celebrity either, so that probably... I think you are. I think you are. No, but not quite. Well done. You haven't been arrested. Uh, but a lot of American celebrities, I think, get arrested. I've never been arrested because I run too fast. <laughs> All right, get back to what you're saying. <laughs> uh, she's been arrested for kind of a good reason. She was protesting against an oil pipeline in North Dakota. So she mm. joined in with the protest and got arrested like everybody else. And I saw that. Spent a night in jail. I did think that was pretty cool. I was like, actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, see, but it's cool when Americans get arrested because they can't be banned from America. That's the thing. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because like... you live there. Everyone else in the world is terrified because if you get banned from there, then you go, not that you, not that we want to live there with all their guns and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you want to go mean, on holiday, you? You want to go on holiday, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you get arrested in your home country and then you're banned. You've got to fill out that form and you're banned. Whereas if you're there, they don't care because they're like, if I get nicked, I can't get banned from the US. Yeah, I? they're just like, no, no, live here. No. Yeah. You can't get kicked. Can you get kicked out? <laughs> no, not if you're born there. No, no. okay. <laughs> you can be deported if you're not from there, sure. But, but you if you live there, out. boom. It's like there's like cocky little kids that are like, yeah, you can't yeah, exactly. get me out. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. you got to love me and my mum. But Shalane Woodley, yeah, I mean, so she was great in. Um, oh, oh, my chair's broken again. <laughs> Every week, what M- minion, minion, <laughs> fix the chair. Um, you put on a little bit. So Wait she, there, no. <laughs> hey, listen, it's all going in the booty, girl. She was in uh, Fault in Our Stars and was a, had a tremendous performance in that. Di- oh my god, yeah. The diversion. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was the most depressing film I've ever seen, and I was like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Um, but divergency, I, I don't like so much. So tell the, me, tell me series. if you guys like those. The, yeah, do you guys like the Divergent? I, I like the first one. I'm fixing my chair. Fucking okay. is falling apart. You <laughs> talk. I'm fixing the chair. Okay. Now I like the first Divergent, and I can't actually remember what the second and the third one. They're like Insurgent or. <laughs> I don't think he can fix his chair. Just uh, squat on the floor, Noel. Squat on the floor. I'm on. I'm squatting. I'm squatting. <laughs> I am squatting. Can he fix it? Mate, I'm like fucking Bob the Builder down here. It's <laughs> can, did Bob fix it? He fucking did. I can do it. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Who makes these fucking chairs? Keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I just feel like I really want to like watch. Give you some music so that you can. But you got ten seconds to fix the chair, no. Come on, chair. Come on, chair. Come on, chair. <laughs> you tell that chair. I'm telling you. Has he done it? No. No. Keep going. You keep, you keep, get on with the show. Oh, right. Sorry, get on the show. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, Shailene Woodley has been arrested, uh, but high five to her, I think. Good. Um, what else has been going on? Um, a bit of theatre news, if you're into your theatre. Phantom of the Opera has just celebrated his 30th year. Phantom of the Opera's 30 years old? Yeah. Um, it's still going strong in London and what made me feel old was I went to see the 20th anniversary of Phantom of the Opera um, 10 years ago how did you manage that? Um, well I just I just went I didn't know it was no you see it's principle I don't want a new chair they're trying to wheel me a new chair I don't want a new chair I'm fixing my chair it's the principle get on with the show stop she's crying Johanna is now crying with laughter I don't know why it's not that funny I'm fixing my, my chair. I'll be back in a second. Hold tight. Okay. Um, you keep thinking. Oh, we've got an email in. Okay, Noel, so just listen to this while you're doing I'm that. Listening. So, hi, Noel and Johanna. What do you think of the new Star Wars, The Force Awakens? I didn't like it. I thought it was a rip-off. I love the classics. Carrie Fisher could barely stand up. Never mind act. I'd literally love to know your opinions on this. Gary from Essex. Um, I was I'll be with you in a sec, Gary. <laughs> I like the new film. Um... Oh my god, the chair's upside down now. This is. <laughs> um, I like the new Star Wars Force Awakens. I thought it was funny. Uh, I like the new characters. I wasn't offended by any of the new shit that they put in it. I thought it was good. I really liked the the girl, uh, Daisy, who played the. Is it done? Is it done? I'm ninety percent there. Woo! I think ninety percent's enough yep. for now. Yay! I'm back, guys. Go. He's back. I, I can write a movie about that, you know. <laughs> what the chair? The chair fixer. <laughs> Started Tom Hanks win Oscars. I dare you. Um, so yeah, what did you think of Force Awakens? Yeah, Ga- Ga- is this from Gary? Yes, yeah, Gary in Essex. Gary in Essex. Hello, mate. Um, thanks for listening, buddy. Um, 
I you liked would be it. happy to know my chair is almost fixed, 90% there. <laughs> um, I quite liked it. Um, I, I agree with you. The classics are the classics. But you have to understand, you know, we were around when those ones were on. For, for every kid now, this will become the classic. Yeah, this you know? will be the new. And the reason it was similar to the original, I guess, was because they're kind of restarting the story for a whole new generation. So it kind of wasn't for us in that kind of way but if we love the other ones we were supposed to love it I understand why you don't like it but I did like it and I liked John Boyega specifically playing Finn thought that was brilliant I know he was amazing wasn't he so Gary you are a very smart man but on this occasion we just happened to disagree but keep listening yeah no thank you very much have anyone else got any other reviews on films that we're talking about or films we haven't talked about what are you seeing what, let's get a conversation going yeah, right. apart from Brotherhood what have you liked apart from Brotherhood because we're assuming you all loved that mm-hmm. um, right I'm going to go to my next song so let's have a little look at what we've got on here what can I pick um, I feel like so much pressure now yeah please because you're going to just absolutely okay we're going to go for another high paced one um, this is called Ride by Lowell Ride uh, I will save you right it's from it's from the Nerve soundtrack again so, Ride eh? yeah mm. let's check it out Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, right, mm. so we're mm. moving on to our first guest of the show. Yes. Uh, which is Gabe Glinger, the director of Porto. It's a new film. It's going to be at, showing at the BFI London Film Festival. I've seen it this week. Fantastic. Uh, it's starring uh, Anton Yelchin and Lucy Lucas. Um, we've. I think we've got Gabe on the floor. Let's see if technology... Is will, he here? Is Gabe here? He's going to be online. That would be fantastic. So let's see if Gabe... After, after Gabe, are you, are you with us? Yes, I'm here on the line. Hello, Hello thank sir. you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. No, not a problem. So I was just explaining to our listeners that I went to see Porto. I saw a, a screening of it earlier in the week. And it's also it is showing at the BFI London Film Festival at the moment. So if other people want to check it out, they can. And please do, guys. Yeah. and Yes, it's screening tonight, actually, oh, at tonight. the Curzon the May Fair mm-hmm. at 9.15. Boom, 9.15, guys. So put the level on Sky Plus or whatever and go out and watch Porto. Go out, go out. <laughs> and Thanks. And if, if you're lucky, I may be in the lobby and I may have an extra ticket for you. Ah, fantastic. Ah. Listeners, uh want to want to show up they they may get a lucky ticket there you go guys turn up turn up so <laughs> the film it stars and it, it's one of the last projects of Anton Yelchin who sadly passed away this was it this it was this year wasn't it I believe so yeah. mm. and um, was was he able to see the final film oh yes yeah he was I mean we were quite uh, um, finished by that point okay yeah. no you know there, there was there was a very collaborative very hands-on relationship you know um you know some actors step off a set and you never see them again mm. that certainly wasn't the case with anton we were in touch you know daily Great. so um anton was uh yeah he i mean it, w- it was just the nature of the collaboration it was just the, the way that we we kind of set it up that um, and, uh, and how long was yeah. your your process with the actors how far in advance of shooting had you had you cast them and you know did you have an extensive rehearsal process because i'm guessing with a film like this you kind of need to, um, you know, you kind of need to, you know, get the actors familiar with with each other, really go through the the rehearsal process. So, kind of, just tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there were, you know, you start with discussions, um, and with um, with both of the actors that went on for several months before pre production, mm. and then pre production is when you're actually all, you know, you're finally everyone's together and on the ground in Porto and we're all in the same, you know, hotel and we were, you know, having breakfast together daily and then starting our day talking and then, you know, eventually getting into the rehearsals and we did about two weeks of that. 
two weeks. Uh, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd allocated about two two very intensive weeks to be able to do that. So and yeah, I, I think it's absolutely important. It's yeah. imperative. Yeah, I just you know because this this film is you know quite uh, obviously there's lots of intimate scenes as well. It's like yeah. you know that was really where I was coming from. Um, I, I direct yeah. myself as well and, and produce and. Uh, you know, my film is currently oh, okay. very high in the box office in the UK. Just throwing that out there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is about you, sir. Um, so also, what I wanted to know is when you have an unfortunate situation like we had with Anton, um, how does that affect you? You know, because this show is about people understanding our business and getting into our business. And I want them to understand how, how does it affect a film like yours when your lead actor suddenly and uh, unfortunately passes away? I mean, uh you know, fortunately, it's something that I don't, um, I don't really think about. I don't have to think about it. Um, my my work with Anton, it was in the film, and he was alive while we were making the film, and mm. and and so what what happened afterwards is is completely separate from our our film. It's not something I think about as um, as somehow connected to the movie. Sure. I think about it as this random separate thing that happened. And no, so, of course, but does it hinder you know, it in yeah. terms of does it hinder it in terms of sales? You know, because we all know that as I, well. I know as a filmmaker. You know, sometimes your film, you know, it, you know, it lives or dies on the sales you get and, and where it goes and the life it has and the press tours and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like trying to get the audience to understand, you know, how these things can be affected, you know, and how how has it been for you guys? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the you know, the I don't think about that stuff. It's the, you know, um, you know, maybe I should. I don't know. But it's not, um, you know, it's, um, it's something I just kind of leave the sales and marketing people to talk about and decide i have very strict restrictions about that sure. um mm -hmm. you know i don't um you know f uh, i you know they n n like for example nobody can enter into a deal with a distributor where they could put it on the poster like you know no of course something not. something be... exploiting the you know no, anything course, like that yeah. so we're being we're you know being we want respectful. we want the release to be very uh tasteful and yeah, and, and yeah exactly and very, and very appropriate and i mean Look, you know, if you if you look at the film, it has this sort of elegiac quality to it. it it's it, ha it it's it is about the memory of loss and all this stuff. So, of course, you can't help but think of things that sort of happen. But everybody's going to bring their own experience into the movie. And in you know, mm -hmm. I hope in ten years' time, if people are watching the movie, they're not they're not directly thinking about um, what happened to Anton. No, of course the, not. You know, no. so um, so. The, that's the way I view the film now. Basically. I think for for people who yeah. um, who haven't yeah. uh, had had a experience of the film or they don't know what Porto is about, so Porto is the yeah. it's the main town uh, the in Portugal, isn't in it? Portugal, the, yes. the capital. Um, it's where you filmed. Did you film, Indeed, or did you film yeah. in I mean, Paris as well? Uh, <laughs> we we did we did film in Paris mm -hmm. as well. We just the one brief scene, but um, no. Porto, Porto is a very industrial uh, city in Portugal. It's a oh, okay. very um, Industrially robust city in Portugal. It's Lisbon is the kind of the cap. You know, oh, right, yeah. yeah, my wife's from the, Portugal. So. Yeah, but but uh, but Porto is it's just it's a very important uh, working class city, and it's a very um, you know the the river the Douro that flows through it. You know, is um, connects a lot of the you know. Uh, the city with the trade, you know, international trade and things mm. like that. And, yeah. You know. So I wanted to ask you, as a yeah. as a filmmaker, my yeah. filmmaker myself, like what inspired yeah. you to create such a beautiful film? Like, where did the story idea came from? Come from? Because I see you you are a the co writer as well as the director. So, you know, what 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 was it that inspired you to to come up with this story? Um, I don't. You know, it's it's you come up with an idea. I mean, first of first, I came up with the the sort of formal concept of the film of working with these different 
supports, you know, these uh, different gauges, Super 8, 16, and 35 millimeter. Mm. And then I, I, you know, created the story around that. It's a little counterintuitive because usually you come up with a story and then you come up with a form. For me, it was the other way around. Right. Um, I, I just, I wanted a story that could fit into this. And I wanted, so I thought a love story could be appropriate where you know you you have this sort of thing where you're you're kind of telescoping the love story as 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 you learn more about what happened to these two characters you you get into um 35 millimeter which is just more immersive yeah. and more detailed and you know all these things so yes. just you know just for um just know. for all the, yeah. the the pans out there who don't understand what that is so you shot yeah. basically over three different types of cameras and you did uh, a no, film stock film stock film yeah film stock yeah. super yeah. eight which is super super old really really old film yeah, well, they're all very old, you know. Um, actually, the mo- the oldest for- film format is 35 millimeter. It's yeah. been around for about 130 years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, after that, they started making 16 millimeter because it's more portable. That was actually yeah. something like so they could go off and shoot in the war, you know, in wars. It was like a lightweight, yeah. you know, cameras. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things like that, and then home movies could be made in 16 millimeter, and then Super 8 was like the next. You know, generation after that, yeah. you know, where um, re- like real ammo, but it was first. It was just eight regular eight millimeter, yeah. and there was even like nine and a half millimeter. There are all these and super formats 16. that no long, longer and so, exist. So yeah. I, I shot my first yeah. feature on uh, Super Sixteen. Um, oh, cool! And my second one was on thirty-five. And my, yeah. my my last two have been uh, digital Alexa. What, what's your okay. what's your what's your favorite? What do you prefer? Are you like <laughs> I kind of prefer film myself, but you know, uh, there's arguments about stock and blah, blah, blah. Where, where do you sit with that? Well, I, I think it's, you know, digital is great for certain things and film is great for uh, for other things. And for, for us, that was, it was never a discussion. Um, this this film had to be shot that way yeah. uh, in these formats. Um, I was never going to give up that. Um, I'm not sure, but gen- things, generally, you know? would you like, you yeah. know, for your, for your next yeah. film, for example, would you, if you, if they said, right, you, you, we love what you did on Porto, but on this film, we want one choice, <laughs> one choice. Would you do 35? Oh, I do or? 35. Yeah, yeah 35 yeah. millimeter for yeah, sure. It's, it's still the best. I think, yeah, even if, um, you know, you, I think if I did another documentary, my last film was a documentary. If I did another documentary, I would do it digitally. Yeah. I'm fine with that because you really. The facility of being able to leave the camera on and you know yeah, of course, yeah. that kind of thing and just shooting you know hundreds and hundreds of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really do that anymore no. on film, unfortunately. That's right. So you have to have, you know, you have to execute a pretty um, uh, tight ship. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. It has, it has to be a tight, tight ship. I'm yeah, with exactly. you because there's something about the discipline yeah. of as a director of knowing you're on 35 and knowing what you want instead of just going shoot, shoot, shoot everything, shoot everything, shoot everything. And I think yeah. it's, it's <laughs> definitely yeah, exactly. It's a great <laughs> discipline. It's a great yeah. discipline. Can I just ask a question about uh, your leading lady, Lucy yeah, Lucas? Please. Just how did you find her? Did you see her in something else, and or did she come into audition? Because she was so beautiful and amazing and interesting to watch on screen. She she did come into audition. Okay. Indeed. She was she was somebody we um yeah we we found in the casting process, which is just oh, wow. kind of magical that somebody could come in like that and just kind of knock you out. Mm. Um, she just gave such a great reading. She was, you know, I, I told her, you know, I didn't cast her right away based on the first reading. I said, you know, I have to think about it. But she, she, I gave her the script, the full script, because mm-hmm. at that point she hadn't read it. And she came back in two or three days with, like, she, you know, the whole thing was annotated. And <laughs> she said, I, oh, wow, this is yeah. what I think about this character, the, you know. And, and I just said, oh, well, this is great. But it was great and not in, like, a 
oh, this is going to be annoying to work with somebody who picks everything apart. It was more of like, wow, she's got some really great ideas mm-hmm. here. You know, like this is going to be a great collaboration. So um, she just she fought for the the, the job. Mm-hmm. You know, she it's her first starring role. Yeah. It's her first role in English, and she just she just nailed it. She uh, she wanted it badly, and you know we we knew we, we needed somebody like that on a tiny movie like this. Of course, who's there. gonna who's gonna be yeah. there? At, like when you're losing light and you can you've got two shots to get, and you can only get one, and you're like rolling on the ground. You need someone who's gonna <laughs> yeah. roll on the ground. Man, I, I I feel you, man. Like I, I know because I've done it like a few times. Yeah, sure. um, and yeah, uh, she was really. She, I was so impressed by her. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. So, well, thank you so much for for spending time and like letting us know. So, so tonight at the Curzon, you can catch Porto, Porto. nine fifteen. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, indeed. We're yeah, we're gonna show it tonight. Tonight's our last showing at the BFI London Film Festival, but I hope not our last showing in London. No, no of course no, not. I'm, no, sure, no, no, I'm no. very sure you will get be. a release, and it's gonna be great. And Gabe. I appreciate oh. you because I'm a director as well, so I get it. So thank you so much for thank your you. film, yeah. your art, and uh, for everything. Thanks for your time, Gabe. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank no you. Bye. Take care, man. Take care. Cheers, Bye. buddy. Cool. Right, I'm going to uh, pop on my next song. Uh, this is Soap by Melanie Martinez. She... Norton is rolling his eyes at me. Are you going to give me grief on every single song? This girl is talented. I interviewed her earlier this year, actually, and she's this tiny little weird little American girl, and she uh, she sings... One she of her sounds s- like a hobbit. One of her songs uh, is now, like, the theme tune for American Horror Story. So Great. She's, she's cool. So this is so... Because she's a hobbit. I will save you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's pop this on. We'll, we'll be right back. We've got loads of emails coming in, so we'll be right back after Great. this song, and we'll be uh, shouting you guys out. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Boom! Back row and chill. No, 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 no. Okay, she sounds like she's playing instruments in the bathtub. Like I was. Tell me, guys, if you're feeling that song because I was not was. feeling. I think she was. I'm like listening to the song. I'm like, this is all right. Then suddenly it's like. <laughs> what is that about? She's bringing something new. She's bringing something oh, new to the table. Uh, yeah. Right, we have got a plethora of uh, emails in. Love so it. Let's, uh, By the way, guys, Dan has a dictionary on her lap. So that's where she gets those plethora. words from. Plethora. I'm just Googling these words. I don't know what they are. Um, right, so we've got one. Okay, let's, I'm just going to go back in the order. So we've got from Gemma in West London. Hi, Noel and Johanna. Did you guys see The Hateful Eight last year? I love Tarantino. He's my favourite, but I know he's of a certain taste. What did you guys think? Gemma in West London. Okay, yeah. listen, mum, mum, listen. Stop, stop emailing the show, okay, mum? <laughs> All right? My mum emails too. I think it's just our mums that are emailing. She's called Gemma's mum. I'm sure it's not my mum. Um, so she didn't like The Hateful Eight. Um, she said, uh, no, she said that uh, I love Tarantino, he's my favourite, but I know it's of a certain taste. What do you guys think? I, I like Tarantino. Yes, I love Django Quentin. Uh, okay, filmmaker wise. Like, The Hateful Eight script wise uh, is not brilliant. Um, you know, not a lot happens. You know, it's, it, but, but, uh, and a lot of it is based on tension. But that can work as well. Okay, Tarantino is 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 obviously a great filmmaker. So, um, you know, it's shot very well. Um, he knows how to tell a story. So yeah. in that regard, and as a, as a Tarantino fan myself, forgetting the fact I'm a filmmaker, as a Tarantino fan, I like what he does. That wasn't his best film, but mm. it's Quentin. So uh, yeah, it was still good. So I enjoyed that. Nice, yeah, he's talented. Oh, thank you, Gemma. Okay, I've got one here from okay. Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean says, "Hey guys, hey Sean, I watched Eddie Murphy's Coming to America last night for the first time. Do you like these slapstick films?" Okay, firstly, Sean, where the fuck have you been? It's 2016. How can you watch Coming to America for the first time? That was like early, not late 80s, early 90s, late 80s. Like, I mean, like, where have you been? Secondly, um, 
I do like slapstick. I don't quite think that one is slapstick, but I do like it. And that was Eddie Murphy's Prime, I think. Those were classic films. I like slapstick. Okay, do you? Um, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that about her. I like a slap. So thanks, Sean. No, I, I, I think that uh, physical comedy is one of my favourite. And it's kind of, you know, you can... You can't beat, like, a, either, you know, silly silliness. Yeah. Just for relaxing a fart joke or someone falling down the stairs. No, is I'm not, get you I'm not partial to fart jokes. You're not partial no, to no, a bit no, of no, poop no. joke? No, no, no. Because oh. poop, poop and me, I don't like poop, man. You've had three kids, so you're just off it now, aren't you? I'm just off poop, just like, man. no! Meanwhile, Johanna's like, yeah, scat porn, scat porn, scat porn. <laughs> right, I've got... Do you want to do... You do an next okay, one. Okay, right, this is from Tom in Brighton. Uh, oh, my God, have you watched Westworld yet? It's amazing. I love the film from the 80s. Um, the TV show on Sky is great. Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins are brilliant. Um, well, actually, uh, Tom, I was going to speak about this later because it is on my top to watch yeah, it's great. Uh, TV show things because my dad showed me the original film, which... Was it 80s? I thought it was in the 60s. But um, basically the premise of... Have you ever seen the original Westworld? No, I haven't seen it. So the, the premise is it's this, um, well, like a Disney world of the future and they've got three or four different worlds. So there's like medieval world mm-hmm. where everyone dresses up as knights and, and princesses and then you've got Westworld, people mm-hmm. dress up as cowboys and it's basically when the day when Westworld goes, the robots that Go run... Bit, okay, let's, no spoilers. No spoilers. But they've, they've made it into this new Sky I'm TV show. It. My friend's in that. Uh, really? Luke Hemsworth. Oh. He is a good friend of mine, and he is the third Hemsworth brother. There's a lot of those hot brothers. Well, I, I don't find him as hot as you might, because I don't Chris swing Hemsworth that one. But if I did... He plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. Liam yep. Hemsworth is from the Hunger Games and Independence Day. And Luke, who is my buddy... Uh, I mean, I know all of them, but Luke is my buddy. Yeah. Um, he is in now in Westworld, which is great. Great for him. Good, good Love you, Luki. Yeah, so um, I go check out if you've got Sky, uh, if you have Sky or Sky Go, or if you know someone who knows someone, get in on that. Get yeah. on the Westworld. Okay, so I've got one here from an email from Jacob. It's, oh my days, Noel. Yeah, your films, Kidhood, Adulthood, and Brotherhood, are truly inspiring films that are going to be standing the test of time. Mm. Arnold Ocheng, the guy who plays Henry in two of the films, is a substitute teacher at my school. Such a legend. Love your work. Keep it up, Jacob. In year eleven. Cool. Thanks. Jacob, you got homework to do, mate. It's half six. Get, get on with your homework. Get it done. No, get amazing. But, um, thank you so much, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a filmmaker and I make films and, uh, you know, that's that's what I do and some of them are socially relevant and I always appreciate it when you guys are enjoying them. So, thank you very much. But now, do your homework, buddy. Now, do your homework. Uh, right, we have got our second guest, Tom Meaton, actor, uh, in. So, we're going to pop to a song. We're going to get him cozy in the studio. The Ghoul. The Ghoul. From The Ghoul, the yep. new film, The Ghoul. Yep. So, we are going to pop to the next song. This is Run by Tiggs the Author. And it was. Guys, please help me here. It was in the new Bridget Jones. Tell me you don't like these songs. Please oh. help me. describe it it comes out and i i can't get rid of it and it it hollows you out and it clings to you other people can see it they see it on you and they're frightened to come near in case it leaps off you and onto them so they stay away and that's what it wants it hasn't beaten you yet christopher and it's been trying for years. 
spooky stuff. So that was a clip from the new movie The Ghoul, which is currently showing at the BFI London Film Festival. And we are joined in the studio by actor Tom Meaton and the executive producer of the film, Diraj Mahay. That's right. Woohoo! Okay. Um, (laughs) Hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. No problem. Brilliant. So have you guys, have you been to a screening at the BFI yet or are you when when's this film going to be showing uh, our film The Ghoul is showing tonight actually tonight oh, okay competition 9 p.m. competition Fantastic. time it's 9pm it's like yeah, ready uh, set go yeah <laughs> yeah. we're tonight and we're also Sunday afternoon oh yeah. nice and what, what time is Sunday afternoon and where uh, we are at uh, tonight is at the uh, Cineview in Haymarket okay mm-hmm. guys and there you Sunday go. afternoon it is uh, on at uh, Picture House Central at nice. 2.30 3 o'clock in. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Get there at 2.30. 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 The ghoul so far. Can we just give everybody a, a rundown of a synopsis of what? Of what yeah, because the about. name is a little bit mis- a little misleading. It is for a the, little. You know, some yes. people might be like, oh, goblins I, and stuff like that. I know. Yeah. I assumed it was like a horror. Yeah, yeah. I guess the insinuation is that it seems like it might be a full-on horror, exactly. but it's more of a mental horror. Mm. And uh, I play um, uh, the lead in it uh, called Chris, who ostensibly starts out as a detective, but things, including his own mind, unravel, and it becomes more about a mental horror. Um, uh, and he's like he's been manipulated by people and he's, he's basically in the process of a breakdown and the mm. film itself unravels as, as, as his own mind unravels if yeah. you like yeah great yeah. So and when did you guys sh- when did you guys actually shoot this we actually shot it um, two years ago oh wow. really so we've yes. taken a little yeah. while a to while we're, we're quite low budget don't yeah. mind small admitting small film it's a very small film so it's <laughs> taken a while but I've been there I've been there <laughs> You know, I, I know about that stuff, and I feel like what we do on the show sometimes is we want to school these people that are an audience that want to get into the business about the process. So, you know, Kid Ottawa, yeah. for example, was was uh, made in 2004 and didn't come out to 2006. A very similar sure. yeah, similar sure. journey to you guys' film. So, just just explain the pro. What ex- tell us exactly what happened in that process quickly? Um, well, we, uh, as I said, we were low budget. We actually shot uh, the film a couple of years ago in 10 days. Mm. Most of the dialogue oh, wow. have you seen. So it's very, very quickly. That's it's very amazing. rare. For people that don't know, that's kind of, you know, almost yep. unheard of. Mm. And we, did, we had a few days of sort of pickups of following me around the streets, uh, around Hackney and places like that, wandering around. But that was a small, small setup. And then because we were low budget, we, we had to drive a lot of this stuff ourselves. Of course. And, um, and a lot of favours. and yes. uh, And... and uh, help from people which is why it took a lot longer a lot of films with a bit more money can just sort of pay for these and push yep. these things yeah. through yeah. underdogs yeah exactly fight yeah. in a fight so right. it must have been great they got into the, f- the festival for it, you guys it was it was amazing and it was a surprise we're not going to lie I think we we couldn't believe it when it got in but I think yeah. at the same time you know we're really pleased to be there and I think it's a very London film I would say mm. so it is, for yeah. Us, we couldn't re- it's our world premiere, so we couldn't really ask for a better yeah. place to premiere. I mean, don't be surprised, guys. It's a testament to it's a testament to the talent, you know. And I think, like, when I think sometimes festivals can see, you know, when films are not always going to get those massive releases, they can see when people have put their passion and their fire into into making a film and really have believed in it themselves. You can see that on screen, you know. And I think yeah. that's it's nice to hear. I think yeah. I think it's also because, as you know, if you're working with a low budget, you, you everyone has to put more effort in. Exactly. So you have to have a lot. Of, and Gareth, who I think you might be speaking to shortly, uh, is the writer director, and he put his heart and soul into this to, and had to yeah. push it at every level to mm. make it to make it happen and yeah. at every level as well. Because you finish it and then there's a whole other push to get yeah. it to the festival itself. And I yeah. think it's a film which was from the off 
very much outside the system and so that's why it relies on everyone buying and investing but i think that's why we're really pleased to be in the festival in yeah. a way because you know it's been truly independent in every sense of the word sure. so for us to now have this platform you know we, yeah i say we're just made up really Fantastic, yeah. yeah yeah and it's an unusual um and really interesting film because all the way through you're never sure because it plays on re what is reality mm. um, and no mental spoilers, health no spoilers. no spoilers but but so but essentially well, the, pre the premise on the synopsis on IMDb is like it's a detective who's going undercover and he goes to see a psychiatrist and then through that process of therapy starts to wonder what which is which reality is real mm. and as an audience member you're sitting there going oh no he's that's definitely real no no that's definitely real. oh no is it is it i don't know um and you start to maybe you know it just makes you double think everything and double guess everything Great, yeah. so it's um it's a good little you have to really have a be on the ball to watch this film I yeah it's yeah quite dark. It's, a ch it's a challenging it's, it's a challenging you know you have to make it, uh, the character loses his mind and i think gareth wanted the, the audience to lose their mind slightly yeah, so they watched it as well and, and tom what? uh, what's your pr as an actor as yes. an actor when you're playing a part like that mm. where you do have to kind of have without giving too much away and not necessarily literally dual realities and all yes. that sort of stuff How, what's your process when you're doing that mm. um, well I think because um, I've worked with Gareth um, uh, quite a lot the director writer and um, so we, we w worked a lot through each scene individually because I, I I've usually done uh, quite a lot of comedy yeah. in my career um, uh, so this is sort of the first serious role I've been sort of Work. titting about on stage <laughs> for many yes, years yes. getting my balls out and all yes, sorts of things yes. so well, um, feel free you can get them out here you know feel well, free. it's a free show this is our shows you've got a webcam good. though right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, stage <laughs> webcam <laughs> 10,000 people a million people hey, you know. <laughs> um, so um, but yeah I mean it was an amazing opportunity for me to do a, to do a serious show. serious chops yeah absolutely yeah yeah so I was very um, privileged and, and just sort of um, just worked really hard with Gareth to get it right yeah. uh, and that exa you're exactly right that sort of dual reality was just sort of I mean to be a lead in a film and, and almost a play to separate characters is mm. sort of you know yeah. unheard of in a way so yeah. I was, yeah has yeah, the film um, have, now that it's getting exposure and so, have you had any sort of connections to mental health charities or um, working well, alongside no I, so I think like so the mental health aspect is a really strong aspect and it's mm. something that you know is very true and very dear to to the people involved in the way the film was conceived i think that for us though there's lots of aspects and I've, we're kind of wary about kind of foregrounding one over the other i suppose mm -hmm. so there's also an aspect of magic and the occult and stuff there's like you know it's a detective story and i think the influences for gareth he can speak about this more himself but you know he's he's into lynchian type films mm. and early nolan films and so I think we were very conscious that even though we wanted to kind of have that theme in there, we didn't want it to appear like an issue film, yeah. really. We wanted to, to take that and actually do something different with yeah, it. Yeah, so it, it is actually, when you say it, it is sort of early Nolan-esque, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, Memento yeah, does, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the yeah. following was, was one of his yeah, early ones. Yeah, that was the before Memento, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's the one he shot here. That's right, yeah, yeah. 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 And I know Gareth was sort of uh, inspired by that as well a bit, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. great, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And so when when you, um, just for the people that are listening, when you make a film like this, obviously you have the process now, you've waited two years, but, you know, have you yet, uh, have you guys yet got your distribution? Or, you know... So we're in the process, I oh, think. Yeah. Um, we're in the process. So you, the, the honest answer is no, basically we're still in discussions. Um, 
So I think for us, we're really proud of the film and we think it will definitely get picked up and have a life. But for us, it, we're not worried about it being a commercial film so much. I think for us, it's just finding people who get the same vision that yeah, we, we have should, for the we should film talk after I know some people okay. we'll right. talk after now we're talking yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a business meeting going <laughs> on deals. right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no I mean, it, um, unfortunately this week I have I've been doing lots of film reviews and it's just happened that I've had a really intense week of films so I saw the goal at the end of I've watched the Nocturnal Animals the oh, new one that's that coming good? out yeah, yeah it's so yeah. dark so so right. dark and Porto as well which is quite on the, on the dark side of, of life so I'm just feeling a little bit like a little bit bleak so I just yeah. need to watch a little bit of someone being silly getting the balls out on stage I think yeah. <laughs> we could, this or, can be arranged or, or on a radio show, <laughs> on a radio show. <laughs> um, was it important to uh, uh, obviously we'll speak to um, uh, Gareth. Gareth. Gareth we'll speak yeah. to Gareth but was it important do you feel that it was set in London or yeah, yeah I mean I think um, uh, in, in some ways uh, I mean it's a bit of, sort of a cliche of a thing but to say but I'm going to say it anyway it's like the city is almost another character within the film yeah. and, and because it is about this um, uh, uh, my character is kind of quite isolated and he mm. suffers suffers quite a lot he's very isolated within London and I think there's quite a lot of people that could probably relate yeah. to that like you're surrounded by surrounded by people busiest, pl- busiest place yeah. in England yeah. and yet the loneliest can be yes. if you don't have those uh, well some might say that that's why in a way isn't yeah. it because you're surrounded by so much life yet in your own mind yeah, you're you're, as lo- yeah. you can be as lonely as anyone Yeah. so that's sort of an interesting thing that was it's a very explored. stylized London as well isn't it it's yeah, I'm it's from a, London it's not a London I would recognise but I do relate to it straight away as well yeah so. I didn't kn- initially know some of like the main London scene like the bridges and stuff I knew but the rest of it was sort of general yeah, yeah. Hack- I didn't know it was Hackney yes yes. Cool. and how was it to act with because I was so impressed and engaged with the actor who played the um, Fisher the psychiatrist oh okay yes that's um, Neve Kuzak yes yeah, and yeah, how was he to act with uh, well, um, so, imagine Tom was like terrible. terrible. <laughs> I could not stand. Really bad. Oh, no, uh, um, no, you mean you're, you're talking about Jeffrey? I think. Jeff- I think yes, you're the, talking the about Jeffrey side, McGiven. The, male, the magic one. You're talking about Jeffrey McGiven, who gives this brilliant. <gasps> I mean, he's he's a um, psychotherapist, but also he, he's almost in some ways like a, like a not quite a wizard, but he's he's, a, he's, he's into the spiritual. Yes, absolutely, and into. Because um, he was on the little sound clip that we played before. He was, yes, and yes. Our, yeah, he. I was like, I want him to be my psychiatrist. He's great. He's <laughs> He's absolutely incredible. I mean, you know. Always having tea. I mean, how many cups of tea did you drink? A lot of tea. A lot of weeing going on in between. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was so many. T- every scene, it was like, tea. Let's have a tea. Let's have a tea. That's British psychiatry for you. He's absolutely brilliant. And he was actually in the original radio of um, radio version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wow. Playing for Prefect. So he's had this brilliant uh, history. Again, a little bit of sort of comedy. Yeah. But he's, and um, he's absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, he's mesmerising. Yeah, he was brilliant. Mesmerising performance. He's got some brilliant lines in it as well. But as well as Tom, the rest of the cast come from a comedy background. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because we—that's our connection. So we, uh, in casting, because I help produce it as well. So in casting it, we, you know, as you do, you so you want people you trust if you're doing something low budget, yeah. and also people you know you're going to do a good job. So yeah. we've got Alice Lowe in it, who's brilliant, and Paul Kay, uh, Rufus Jones, Dan Skinner, um, all lots of sort of. Um, so that was a that was a conscious choice, and I'm guessing I'm guessing a lot of the actors wanted to play something, do something quite serious yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a lot of comedians go, all right, I'm going through my serious phase. I'm <laughs> very <laughs> serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can do but that. But yeah, it's, I think it's uh, an exciting thing to do. I mean, yes, one of the of reasons course, yeah. I got into this sort of industry was to do as many different things as possible. Sure. And so, and that keeps you, you know, keeps you alive, mm. doesn't it? So um, that was, uh, yeah, that's definitely everyone said yes immediately luckily because that's of the great. sort of scope of the script and they're very excited about that's it that's great well. that's great mm. yeah. alright 
Um, yes. Well, what I was going to say, I think we're going to pop to a quick song. Yes. And okay. then after the song, if you guys want to stay in the studio, because I have a, we have a weekly challenge, just guess the TV theme song. And I think if you're up for playing, oh, Jesus. Be, yeah, uh, from the have 70s, a little bit of... Right. <laughs> and then, and then, Gar- and then Gareth. And then we're going to speak to Gareth. So I'm going to pop to a song. This is Electric Love by Burns, again from the Nerve soundtrack. Ugh. Shut up, no! <laughs> Uh, we've just had an email in mm. from my mum <laughs> who said I sent Noah a bar of uh, chocolate no, read the top part of it this is Johanna's mum <laughs> I sent Noah a bar of chocolate did he get it or did Johanna eat it love the show Mrs Bennett Mrs Bennett my darling you can probably hear I'm eating the chocolate he's right eating now. it now so thank you very much uh, <laughs> your other daughter did try and hide it but I've got it um, and I love the chocolate and I know you love chocolate too so um, <laughs> she does she loves I'll the black ra- man I'll be around later <laughs> So, right, okay. Um, we found out that Gareth, the director of the film The Ghoul, he's actually on the line already, so we're going to go straight to him and then Fantastic. we can have fun and games. So let's see if it works again. Gareth, are you there? I'm here. Yes! Hello! I'm Gareth. so excited when the technology works. Welcome. Gareth, we have, we have your actor and your exec here. Hello. I, I wondered where they'd got to. <laughs> <laughs> got, got the whole family in. Um, yeah, so we've just been speaking about the film and the process yeah. of it. And so from a director's point of view, what, what, how did you get involved? And sort of where did it all start for you? Well, he's a, direct, he's a director. <laughs> yeah, but... I am the director. Yeah. Uh, he, but it's a good he, question he, nonetheless. Because I wasn't a director who was hired onto this project. I basically kind of um, just sort of induced the whole thing to happen because nobody else was hiring me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, I, would, uh, I would hire you, I thought, mate. I, so I thought, um, you know, let's just go for it and uh, make a make a film. Fantastic. Um, just make a film. Let's make a baby. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I thought I'd make a baby with Tom Meaton. <laughs> and uh, two years later, we, we, uh, we have one. The baby's clearly got your looks, sir. I'm after. <laughs> so, 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 Gareth, tell me. So you, you were an actor? Yes. Do you st- are you still acting or have you, and now are we just directing now? Are you... Noel, I am available for any part <laughs> that is out there. That, can, I, you yeah. can you do Roadman? Can you do Roadman? Johanna, can I'm I very, do what? Roadman. She's taking a piss because I do Kidothood and she's, she thinks she's hilarious now. Cause, um, I'm, I'm available for any part. Availability is actually on my CV. It's <laughs> on my skills. <laughs> available. And when did you... Available. When did you decide, when did you first decide that you were, like, like I did many years ago, when did you first decide that you were going to um, sort of go for the directing as well? Well, I decided quite a few years ago, but the um, the industry uh, also decided that they didn't they didn't necessarily they weren't necessarily interested. <laughs> so as you as you probably know, Noel, it's hard to get films off the ground. Very yes, I do. Um, so um, so for that reason, in the end, I just uh, decided to just go for it with a very small amount of money, and I was lucky enough to know Tom who was up for it and game I said you know let's let's do this we'd made a couple we'd made with me Tom and the uh, producer Jack Gutman um, had made a couple of shorts and we just said you know none of us are getting any younger let's make a feature film <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah let's yeah. just do it yeah and um yeah, that does happen, and I, and I do know, I do know. I, I think the same process was with our, with with one of my first ones where we just went for it because nobody wanted to yeah. do it. Um, and so, for you, what was the sto- what was obviously we have the story is the story, but what were you? What was it you wanted to say with this film? What was it you wanted? What do you want people to take away from it? Well, I guess it's hard with any film to apart from Tom's uh, dazzling good looks, clearly. <laughs> apart from putting Tom Meaton on the screen, which was you know long overdue. Yeah. Um, but um, apart from that, I guess it's hard to say where where a film 
starts, and it's always a bit of a just-so story. But I guess... But you said this idea wouldn't leave your head. It kept coming back, kept coming back, so... Exactly. It has to be like that, I think, doesn't it? It has to be something that you just feel has to be made. And I wanted to make a film about depression, in a way, Mm. or at least about mental health Mm. problems. But I didn't want to make a film that was depressing. Mm. And if you make a film about... Uh, someone who's going through who's going through depression it might be just it might end up just be, being somebody sat in a room staring at their shoes which apparently nobody wants to watch <laughs> I'm told I've been told I'd watch that um, so uh, if it was Margot so Robbie you might you, you and I might so we'd be we'd be the only ones there but <laughs> um, but but we found we, we sort of tried to look for a way of wrapping up those themes in a film that was a thriller, that was a mystery, mm. that was a, a love story, as it turns out, mm. and kind of giving the audience more of a more of a kind of enjoyable experience, and then sneaking those th- those themes in there along the way. Sneaking them under the Fan- radar. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And what's next for you? Have you got projects in the pipeline? Well, I, I don't know. We're we're flat out because um, we're such a small scale production. We're flat out just. Uh, doing everything there is to do with getting the ghoul out there mm-hmm. but I guess that I'd like to do something um, because of the budget constraints of the movie um, it's quite a sort of for better or for worse it's quite a cerebral film um, and I'd like to do something that's a bit more that's still clever but it's a bit more physical and a bit more got a bit more action in it which you just really can't just quite do on on a tiny, tiny budget. So sure. if we got a, so if someone's nice and gives us some money, we'd love to do something. That's, and the next idea is a bit more physical and a bit more visceral and a bit more kind of moves around a lot more. Send it in, um, man. You know our producers. So, yeah. Send it in, buddy. Send it send in. in your script. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. Yeah. I'm not, I never joke. Send it in. I'll get them to give you my email address. Um, so, so one last thing I want to ask you because um, yeah. I get asked all the time and I always think it's important to ask and this is for all three of you because um, this show is a film show and we like to, you know, kind of school the listeners as well. What's your, you know, you've done it. Regardless of how tough it was, you've actually done it. What's, what, what advice would you give to people that are trying to do the same? Apart from just do it, like what, what's, what advice would you, would you give people? And I'll come to all of you guys with this. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it always is that, isn't it? But I, I used to, when I was, you know, younger, even younger than I am now, um, I used to hear people go, you know, just get your camera and just go and film, man. And yeah. It used to really kind of uh, annoy me. But it is, sadly, I learned the hard way. That is all you can do. And it doesn't necessarily mean a feature or even a short film. I think the thing that I learned was I went, I started off trying to make shorts with very, very mixed results. And it took years to make just a handful of things, you know, yeah. you know two or three things. And in the end, I just realized I, I really, all I've got is the resources to make clips and little sketches and little bits of things. And the internet is great because it just gives you at least some platform to put them out there. Yeah, and the no, only can, way, yeah. yeah, the only way to learn is to start a project, do it, finish it on a deadline or even if you miss your deadline at least you get it finished eventually and do the next one yeah. and in the end you know stuff just joggles loose and you you position oh oh I think the line's are we gone. losing you 
He was just about to get to the. He was going to get to the secret. The, the secret of making movies is. <laughs> so we, we've lost you. Well, Apologise. I think we've lost Gareth. We've lost him there. Okay. Um, I'm back. Oh, oh you're back. Hey. Timing. Great. So yeah, we yeah, we lost you for a second there, but yeah, I, I got it. So um, mate, thank you so much. We're going to ask Tom, um, the same question. Um, yeah, but thanks, Gareth. Mate, it was uh, thank good. Thank you. Turn. Thanks, yeah. Gareth. Well, good to talk to you. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Um, my advice would never be to work with Gareth. Uh, no. Now he's gone. No, it, uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, actually, I, I would. I would. My advice in ter- terms of trying to make a feature is the first time I've done it. But uh, I think, uh, I think a strong thing from making this film was working with people that you trust. Mm. Um, uh, and you know, it's a, it's a real challenge to make something, uh, especially on a low budget. If you can get some work with people you trust and know, then I think that gives you a real strength behind it and my second bit of advice is is the is the idea really and the script you know it's got lots of people say script is king and it's just sort of making sure that your script is as strong yeah. as possible and yeah. that was definitely one of the strengths of Gareth's film which has meant that we we've ended up with a really good end product yes and well to echo i suppose i think um like the team and the, the group of collaborators to to move with and i think Gareth's scripts are very interesting case in that in some ways it's a series of two-handers so in terms of actually getting people in to work on it and structuring it and stuff and in the end film hopefully it doesn't feel that way but it was actually quite achievable on on the budget level um and then the other thing i suppose which it'd be important for us to acknowledge that there was some money coming to the film from from a charity essentially it's uh the cinema and television benevolent fund which is the trade charity for film and TV industries and they have a strand called the John Braybourne Award which is to develop talent who might not otherwise have an opportunity to move forward Um, that's fantastic yeah so I think you know without their support and that seed at the beginning the the film again might not have come to fruition the way that it has so so that would be my other kind of very specific piece of advice is look up the John Braybourne Awards from the CTBF there you go guys look up the John Braybourne Awards and the film is screening tonight 9pm Cineworld Haymarket and uh, Sunday the 16th at 3pm at uh, Picture House Central. I saw the terror in your eyes like yeah. I know uh, it's 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 my mum and dad are coming to that so, yeah. right um, guys thank you so much thank you so much for coming thank in you. are you happy to stay and play a game with us yes please Otherwise, yeah. okay right. right so this is uh, Guess the TV theme song so I'm going to play some themes I've got the answers written down I've here got how many last week 15 you got you what got do we do just jump in when we know it so if yeah, you know it just buzz. just buzz it in okay um, sometimes I haven't got them this week, but sometimes I have these horrible flavored jelly beans. If you get it wrong, you have to eat. You have to eat a minging bean. Because you ate them all like my chocolate bar. Try <laughs> okay, you have your chocolate. Right. So, <coughs> TV theme number one. Simpsons. Simpsons. Okay. No one that round. Clark, Clark out here. Boy. Amazing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm write like, down. I'm like Usain Bolt. I'm like Usain Okay. Bolt. See, it's like that, is it? So, Clark, <laughs> Clark, yeah, Clark, Clark, you got number balls out on the table. Number two. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Boom! Oh. Clark, you got two. We're we'll start Clarky, by the way. Okay. I'm going to really start concentrating. That wasn't kind of fair. You were in Doctor Who. Star Trek. Oh, no, he hasn't done it. <laughs> number three. Friends. 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 Oh, okay. I'm going to give it to Tom. Yeah, I think Tom's got, got that. He did. Right, cool. let me get my papers in order. That's a great song, man. Did the Rembrandts ever do anything else? <laughs> no need, no need. <laughs> no need. Just That's retired right. straight after that. Extenders. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's a Raj Kavanaugh. Right. Right. It's 
because he's an East End boy. From an East End yeah, yeah, he knows it, man. Yeah, he lives it. There you go. TV. Oh, is it? Is it that detective who's in in Jamaica? It's Benidorm. Oh, no points to anyone on that one. Oh, paradise. Preference. Yes. Philadelphia. No. Born and raised. All the playgrounds where I spent both the money's. Right. Okay. Number seven. Yes. Well done, though. This is how we do. No, don't worry, we still got plenty to catch up on, guys. Uh, number eight. Family Guy. Oh my god, he's on fire. Okay. He's on right. fire. You guys are terrible. Five points to know. Oh, number nine, which is. Uh, yeah. Coronation Street. Oh my lord. Can you see my results? I'm a filmmaker. I immerse myself in TV and film. It's what I do. You just watch telly all day. Watch telly. Oh. Big brother. Tom, you nearly had it there, though. I know. I actually love this song. No, it's terrible. Can't stand it. Right, um, number 11. Only wears Essex. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. You might as well go home, guys. Get out of it. Uh, number 12. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh my god. Uh, you can see my paper, I, I can't see your paper. You've got your glasses on, you can. I can see your pants there. Right. Oh, whoops. Okay. Right, uh, number 13. Inspector. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well done. Okay, so Noel, you got like 11. I'd like to think I Tom, won a psychological Tom, victory you know, right. in the end. You may be a great exec. You were a disgrace <laughs> at this TV game. A disgrace. You were so busy working on the goal. So gold. busy execing those movies, eh? I'm so busy. Ooh, hello, I'm executing movies. I can't watch television. <laughs> Go and do your homework for next year. Okay. okay. For the next one. No, cool. I, I, I want to play the game too, but I, I always set it up. So one next week. Time, yeah, one one week. week can you set it up yes. so I can play? Yes. Because it just gets boring with you winning every time. Yeah, that's how I roll, man. Cool, right. Um, Box office, winning. Just winning at life. Right, yeah. okay, at least you chair. I'm going to break your chair again. There we go. No. Um, right, we're going to play another song. This is from the Kingsman soundtrack again. It's Give It Up by Casey and the, the Sunshine Band. Thank you so Thank much, you so man. much for coming Thank in. Thank you for having us. Go and watch the ghoul, guys. Go and watch the ghoul. Watch the ghoul tonight. Classic. That wasn't too bad. Give it up. That wasn't Give too bad. So I'm still eating Johanna's mum's chocolate. <laughs> I know, man. My mum loves a bit of chocolate. I, waiting for the day I deliver her some chocolate. <laughs>
My mum, yes. I got a king size bar for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mrs. Bennett. My mum, dude. King size bar with nuts. My mum, she's partial to a, a man of a, of a chocolate skin colour. You're in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Well, I thought, you know, if any any guys out there, if you want to date my mum. Yeah, 07981. <laughs> you are going to get in trouble. I think your mum's going to tell you off for this. She is. Your dad <laughs> might tell you off as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my wife. I'll be around later, babe. Don't no, worry. Sorry, dad, you're too pale. Okay. Um, right, we've got Lucy Patterson back in the studio. Woo! Thanks for having me again. Lucy Patterson, Lucy Patterson. Time for some film review. Yeah. Um, yeah, what has everybody seen this week? Time for time for club. Love club. I'm so excited. <laughs> Film Hi, club. Film club. Uh, well, I actually took my nephew mm. to see Stalks. Oh, I've heard such oh, my great God. things. It's so funny. Yeah, he was. He's only six, bless him, and I was cracking up. Like yeah. it was just me and a load of kids, and uh, he was looking at me as if to say. You doing like it's not even that funny like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, shut up auntie <laughs> yeah and I was like why are you laughing he's going it's not really that funny and I was like whatever mate but he's yeah. um, shut up and eat your popcorn yeah shh now yeah. <laughs> it's written by Nicholas Stoller who actually wrote Get Him to the Greek so oh. it's my oh, kind oh, of humour yeah, yeah, yeah. straight yeah. away yeah. Um, the main character is voiced by Andy Samberg again mm. my type of humour I just have to hear his voice and I laugh it's ridiculous um, and it's sort of like a little buddy movie really mm. like um, obviously the, the myth is that Stalks used to deliver the babies mm. or maybe still do mm-hmm. <laughs> the, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> I've just literally ruined everyone's lives yeah. <laughs> that's um, and they end up they do that and they stop for a while and they end up turning into like this Amazon delivery service instead, like delivering fridges and packages and stuff. That sounds pretty cool, man. And uh, by a bizarre series of events, the baby making machine gets started up again and they end up with this one child they have to get to their fam- like their new family. Yeah. No spoilers, um, no spoilers. And, you know, that's as far as I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny. Like, some of the people they meet along the way are hilarious. You know, you've got people like uh, Jennifer Aniston, Tyre Burrell, um, Keegan-Michael Key. There's <laughs> loads of them. It's really, really good. I mean, it's not just for the kids. I would go and see it again on my own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. It's funny. Stalks, guys. I've, yeah. I've heard that the, yeah, the humour in it is on a part... You know um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yeah. Did anyone see mm-hmm. that? Well, that's Which, Andy Sandberg as well. So okay, yeah, why, yeah. So it's like a whole... There's a level for the children and then yeah. there's another level for anybody oh, who's not... It's hilarious. Um, and yeah, I've, I've heard. But to it. be it's fair, I am a bit of a kid as well, so I was laughing at the stuff that's supposed to be funny for kids. Well, I love so. an animation. I love yeah, animation. I well, I've got, yeah. as you guys know, because I'm just like a baby making machine, <laughs> ladies. For anyone out there, <laughs> I have three. I have three boys, and so <clears throat> you know, I take them to the, well, take two of them to the cinema mm. a lot, and that sounds like the thing that they, will be right up. They will love it. Take them. Take them. Yeah, I yeah. want to go. Definitely. Mm. Cool. Um, well, I saw. What did I see? So I saw a lot of films. It stalks out now. Sorry. It's out yeah. now, yeah. Stalks is out now, guys. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Girl on the Train. Yeah. So, because uh, last week you reviewed it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go definitely yeah. go see that. Um, yeah, it was good. It, uh, again, once you've seen it, you know everything. So, I don't know if I would watch Have it. Have you read the book? No, no. So, see, I went in completely not knowing. I did as well, and I, I think I prefer that. I don't understand the people that have seen, have okay, read the book, I, I have but no. I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. No. Because every girl I meet is like, oh my God, have you read the book? And I'm like, I've never even heard of this damn book. So like, what the fuck? To be like, fair, I hadn't. Is it, is, it, <laughs> is it a book that like, you know, I'm not being sexist here, but there are some books that are kind of geared towards, is it a book that was geared towards women? Because I've never heard of this book and every girl I meet is like, oh my God, train. have you read the book? I'm like, I haven't read the fucking book, um, no. I don't know, I think it's a thriller, so I think you can... It's it, sort of in the same vein as like, Gone, Girl, Gone Girl, which was massive as well. I mean, someone gave that to me a year before the, the film even came yeah, out. I read Gone Girl before. And I was like, why is she giving me this? I don't read stuff like this. 
And then when I watched the film, I was like, oh, right, that's why you were giving it to me, because it's that good. Mm. I think it's just word yeah. of mouth type thing. Okay. But it is centred around essentially three women mm. ah so maybe yeah. it was pushed the book so, was pushed so the, w- the women yeah it's and it all makes sense by the end of it these three women are connected and um, and it's it's good I think it's like paced well yeah. and I, was, I was interested and, and then um, I don't want to give away any spoilers because once you know, I, know I don't want people you can't who say know. a lot can you but I so enjoyed it I did enjoy it but it was just so that was dark film number one for yeah. my week <laughs> Um, then I went to see actually the home for peculiar children, Miss Peregrine's home again. Yeah, I've seen Did that. you? I, I still haven't gone and seen it. No, I don't know. It was just, and I saw it a second time, and it was just as interesting second time around. Oh, I might go uh, to, as one of the children to the Comic Con because I've got tickets to Comic Con this mm. month. So I'm trying to pick my who, what character yes. I want to be, and I think I might be <laughs> the girl who with the lead shoes who floats. Oh, excellent! Um, and then I went to see. Yes, Johanna does cosplay. I do <laughs> cosplay. I'm a geek. Yes. Um, Nocturnal Animals, which is not out yet. It's a new Tom Ford film. Um, I'm so jealous that you've got so to Tom see Ford, guys, for you guys that don't know, Tom Ford did, remember, did A Single Man with Nicholas mm-hmm. Holt and Colin Firth. Mm. And was a, they, there was Oscars up for that, wasn't there? there was yeah. I mean, so the, fi- the whole premise of the film Nocturnal Animals is it's Amy, uh, Amy Adams. Mm. It's like the lead lady mm. in it. Uh, and it's she plays this really lonely art, really wealthy, in that ri- rich art circle, you know, like the upper crust yeah. of arty fashion people and she uh, has a husband who's cheating on her and she has an ex-husband who she doesn't have contact with anymore and he sent her he was a writer like a romantic Mm. lovely writer person and he (laughs) sent her this novel and called Nocturnal Animals and he dedicated to her and he said this is um, like thank you the inspiration for this novel and the novel is like the darkest really most violent story so the, <laughs> oh, I love stuff like so that the sounds film, great the film is switching between the real life Amy Adams mm. reading this novel and how it's affecting her and then you actually go into oh, the story so it's, a, it's a story within the story yeah. um, and the, the story is this this um Young family, which is headed by oh my gosh, his name is like dropped out of um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I love him. Oh. So he plays the the actual husband, ex husband in real life, and the lead guy in the in oh, the movie. Wow. And he's going along with his wife. And oh, his, I see, because she's picturing him, I guess. Yeah, she, yeah, she's picturing him, and she mm. she casts him, and then she's got so she's Amy Adams is a redhead. There's so many redheads in this mm-hmm. film. Then there's uh, the the wife in the book is played by. Um, Isla, Isla, Fisher, Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher, okay. and then they have Ooh. a sixteen-year-old daughter, and they're going along the high, like the Nevada Desert Highway, in the book, and they go head to head with this like car of guys headed by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm. I love him as well. Oh God. God. oh God, get the mop! Someone get the mop! Someone needs Give to. Me a mop, ridiculous. Please, Stop saying all these names. And, this, stuck <laughs> to the chair. and he plays an absolute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. He plays an absolute psychopath. Just rolling my jeans up, hold on. There's water everywhere. <laughs> Flood! Anyway, stop it Flood now. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're going side by side in the car, so the premise of the book, and they uh, end up um, trying to overtake, but then getting offended and then getting knocked off the road. Mm. And then they, the, there's a punctured tyre, so they can't go anywhere, and they, oh. they end up taking the girl and the mum away. Oh, God. And it's about him trying to get revenge for the attack on the wife and the daughter, and there's a murder mystery. There's so much going on. So that, that sounds very good. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm putting that at the top of my list. It's too. a good yeah, film. I'm definitely gonna go it's a good film, that. but you're sitting there and you're, it's, it's, it's tense. You you're love stuff like that. Aaron Taylor, his performance, Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance, is it unnerves you because you know those psychopaths who are 
you, quite you're silent. You're, you're not really sh- well, no, aware of so, them. So charismatic. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. Ted Bundy. So yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure he he said um, that he used him as inspiration. Yeah. Mm. Um, so someone who you're not sure whether he's someone's like smiling at you like but they're gonna hurt you mm. but they're smiling and, yeah. and unnerving he, yeah it's like yeah. real like kind of like what well, I just want to help mm. you change your tyre and I might rape your wife like it's kind <laughs> of like that like whoa um, and also I've got to say <laughs> no. I've, got to give, I've got to give a shout out to the opening of the film I've never seen anything like it um, they had an extended opening of the film which was uh, slow-mo older obese women totally in the nude dancing I'm there. Why? Guys, um, I'm off to see um, <laughs> I'm off to see Nocturnal okay, Animals. Now. <laughs> Dancing with um cowboy only wearing cowboy boots, uh, twirling a baton and wearing those like marionette um head Was there a reason like, for that? Majorette yeah, type. So, majorette, yeah. exactly. So, so hold on, when you say totally nude, boobs up. As in what like ev- waving so as in fa- fanny out. Boobs, fanny, fanny, everything. Out. In slo- fanny's out in slow mo. I'm on my way. Some and yo, some one of you booked my ticket for Nocturnal <laughs> Animals. We're gonna go tonight. I'm there. It, uh, and you, yeah, so the opening of the film, you're like, this is bizarre, and it's got these. But epi- it's hypnotic. Yeah, it is. You kind of at first you're really shocked, and then you just can't stop watching these <laughs> breasts and these vaginas <laughs> and stuff, and then and then you realise when it opens out, it's the opening. What opens out the the. No, oh, don't be the gross. camera, <laughs> and then you realise that it's the uh, it's the opening art event for the, the, the lady Amy Adams. Art, yeah. She's putting on an art event, and it's a piece of art that they're filming. Um, so it kind of makes sense. But honestly, everyone was uncomfortable, but also ingr- intrigued yeah. and like Love as to why this was. It happening. was the most craziest episode. I think people should go see the film just for the experience. For I'm going. Yeah. Seeing also, also <laughs> guys, you, also guys, you have to remember Tom Ford is a is a fashion designer. Yeah, primarily that's you what know? he did. So he's, his films, yeah. his films look spectacular mm. does it look does oh it yeah look nice? it's so fashion and like Lovely. high art and each scene is and it, it, there's like a mood and a tone and uh, you can tell that he, yeah. th- he, th- he thought about the makeup he thought about oh, yeah, 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 the whole that, he's that guy so mm. so yeah. uh, um what else you got you got, you got something else um so yeah so nocturnal animals was good and then i went to see um porto which we've spoken about already yeah. which again was like a, a love story but um, again it's quite dark and heavy it's not mm. like a happy love story it's about the true you know you meet someone for someone and, yeah. and then it doesn't work out yeah. um, <laughs> so I'm feeling a little bit I think I need to go see Storks yeah I was going to say Storks, I think you do yeah. you've, had, you've had a week of it I've had, I, I, had, I had some nightmares coming from, oh, the, God, from the nocturnal animals and I got to meet I went to yesterday even I interviewed Aaron Taylor-Johnson from the film. oh Johanna I just literally could turn green with well, jealousy I was in the hotel it was in Soho Hotel and I was waiting to go in with my little I was down there why didn't you ring me were you not at Soho were you at Soho of course I was oh. and, um, and then suddenly the door flung open <laughs> and then this like little, little redhead ran out and went hi and I was, and I was like oh that's Amy Adams <laughs> and like she looked at me as if she knew me like hi oh, and I was sweet. just like oh hello did you, not, did you speak to Amy Adams well, well? She, she she was escorted by like a she was entourage. all she was all happy and like oh, hello nice. but her entourage were like don't talk to Amy <laughs> and then uh, um, so Amy walked out Aaron was still in the room and then they were like wait Aaron needs to pee Aaron needs to pee Mr. Taylor Johnson needs to pee <laughs> and like the poor bloke couldn't even go and pee on his own oh bless he had yeah. to go and I was just like oh. and, and then he came back in and then because you two might jump on him if he's on. That's why. That's oh, why absolutely. I, I mean, I got he, he is. I, I was worried I was going to fangirl over him because he was like my teenage crush of you know. Thing is that you do find within you the the calm. You find your call, yeah. don't you, when things like that happen? Yeah, well, like because obviously you're. Cool. I'm sitting here and you're still cool. So, you know. <laughs> 
Mm. Well, people so, can't actually so see anyway, me now. <laughs> I saw a film called Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. okay. Moonlight at the BFI LFF, BFI London Film Festival. And this film is interesting because it's a film out of uh, Miami mm-hmm. and it's, it has an entirely black cast. Ooh. Now, the interesting thing about that is anyone who's not remotely racist or anyone who doesn't think about it, after five minutes, you don't even notice. No. Yeah. You're just watching a film. Mm. And it's about this, this kid who grows up in a rough neighborhood in Miami. And from a very early age realizes that he's gay. <gasps> oh my god, I saw a, a trailer. Ah. Very early age realizes that yeah, he's gay. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't he never acts upon it, he never does anything really, but a lot right. of the other kids know. Yeah. And it's at three stages in his life when he's like seven. Yeah. Then it jumps to like when he's like fourteen, Ooh. when he really starts defending himself, mm. and then it jumps to like when he's in his twenties. Mm. And um the prof- Naomi good. Harris. Naomi Harris from Money Penny from yeah. Bond, British actress, mm. plays yeah. his mother um, oh. throughout the whole film and is is a crack addict. And her performance is absolutely out of this really? world, like out of this world, wow. like unbelievable for mm. all the years. Yeah. And the older, the older kid, uh, what's his name again? I forget what the character's name is. But the older kid is played by Travante Rhodes, That's who a nice is name. Travante name. Rhodes. You guys would like the look of him as well. Yeah, Mom, I think Mrs. Mom. Bennett would love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Google Travante. And he, he essentially is 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 one that's tipped to be like the next like that guy, like Denzel mm. or something mm. yeah. like that. And you know, it's a really powerful performance. Now. I know a lot of people kind of, you know, uh, maybe a lot of listeners or people that would watch my film to be like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. But actually, it's a really interesting insight into into rough neighbourhoods and yeah. what it's like to potentially be gay mm. in a rough neighbourhood. Yeah, man. You know, and it's a really, really important film. And I mm. think everybody should try and seek it out um, and watch it. It's called Moonlight. Moonlight. Sounds good. Moonlight. I will definitely be going to watch that. Yes, yeah. please oh, do. Um, also, I've got a couple of um, VHS reviews that I've watched. I VHS. went on to Netflix and had a look what's on there. Because um, I can't get my American Netflix up anymore, so I'm having to look through what's on the yeah, English I version. Yeah, I've got to doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've not stopped mine yet. I mean, uh, I don't have it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so I watched... Um, there's a film called Stargate from 1994. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, it's like it is good cheese. It's good I love cheesy. cheesy films it's good like cheesy that. sci-fi. Yeah. Good cheesy sci-fi mm. uh, about uh, like a if you like all sort of it's well, how do you explain it? So like Egyptian pyramids yeah. with um, they find a, a gate, a portal. Yeah, a portal. You know there was yeah. like yeah. seven, eight, nine seasons of oh, a TV yeah. show. Yeah, but people don't people Stargate who are you know, <laughs> G1 or something. Or other, yeah. yeah, but I didn't touch the TV show. But the actual original film I found was really in- enjoyable. I put it on. My mates were like, "Yeah, this is the Mummy." I was like, "No, no, no, it's no, not. it's not. Wait, it's not the Mummy. We're going to <laughs> another world. Yes. It's not the Mummy, you idiot. We're going to another world, and then there's a really hot girl in it, and I couldn't remember because I saw it years ago. But mm. I rewatched it this week, and I thought it was interesting. So if you're looking for something fun and sci-fi, I might have to rewatch that actually because I know hit your Netflix, that. guys. Yeah, hit yeah. your Netflix um, and uh, check out Stargate. And the two, other, the other one that on the Netflix is still on Netflix is Twelve Angry Men. Which I have never seen that. And do you know what? I look at it all the time and it's always oh on my God. You lists of greatest films ever yeah, made. And I just never have. 1957, so it's an oldie and it's actually in black and white. Mm. But again, once you once you start watching it, you, you forget notice, entirely. Sure. And I actually saw it. I saw the stage show and it was so good. I went and like thought, oh, I'll watch mm. the movie. And it's basically about, um, it's set in the downtown rough area of New York mm-hmm. in the 1940s mm-hmm. and it's the 12 jurors mm. of, on a jury oh yeah and, I've seen that and I've that's, this I've young black guy it. young black guy gets accused of murder of murdering mm. his of, of stabbing his stepdad and basically the whole film is the, is the jurors trying to and it's at the beginning of the film all the jurors say this guy's guilt this, mm. this kid's guilty 
he's just from the rough side of town he's black like he, uh, he's he matter, whatever, and then yeah. one juror goes mm, but what if he's not let's just take a moment and let's just see if he's not what if he's yeah. not I'm just saying it is he did, what if he's not and then through the film one by one he can they manage they go through the evidence again and again and then new things pop up yeah. and then by the end of the film like you you don't know it could be the way, and it's just mm. seeing. It's such a good film. So. Is it all contained go, in the in the room? It's entirely contained wow. in the jurors' room. I like films like that. There you go, guys. This is what we. This is what we're saying about this show, man. We're teaching you. So, Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Hit and, up your Netflix board tonight. And it could be. It could have been made. It's so relevant. Like with, again, with with now with police yeah, and, yeah. and their attitudes towards people of color and stuff. It's so and and people being prejudiced. It's so. It could have been made in 2016, mm. but it's 1957. And things like making a murderer and stuff like that. You know, that's got people's attention. Yeah. You know, these things. Are the corrupt, originals, yeah. You know, these things can be. So, and, and it does make you think of, um, you know, when people, so they, they look up a witness's, witness's account saying, oh, I could I could see from my bedroom window I saw the murder. Mm. And then they sort of, they just pick it apart and then one person would be like, oh, but that woman, didn't you notice that she wears glasses? Oh, wow. And like, you can just mm. turn, so something that you think is solid evidence suddenly can just crumble away yeah. until, mm. and then basically you just got to judge somebody on, you're just judging them on like what their skin colour is. Yeah. 12 Angry Men. 12 basically. Angry Men. Check out VHS Review. Yeah. Lovely. Pause, I like pause that power, idea. Pause break, Breaking Bad. Flip out, you know, tonight after you watch the level on ITV at 9 pm, then 12 Angry, Angry Men, Men on yes. Netflix. I think that's what I'm And chill. Do. Don't forget your Netflix and chill. Yeah. And, get, um, get some booty after. Just in case you guys, because this is about Rowan Chill, just in case you guys are wanting to chill right now, I thought I'd put in a bit of a, a chill song. Um, mm. it's a bit of a, hey, hey, all right, you mm. leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> this is since I don't have you by the Skyliners. It's better be good, Joe. I, what? It's if anyone having a bit of a cuddle and a smooch to the radio oh, right now. Smooch. We're gonna we're gonna give them two minutes thirty eight of, of smooch time. That's <laughs> two minutes thirty eight of their life. Okay. <laughs> We've uh, just seen the funniest Twitter picture. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right, old man. Oh, sorry, is that me? Is that song finished? Oh my god. <laughs> I think that was well romantic. Hashtag I will lovely. save you guys. I will save you. And you can thank me if you just got lucky. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so for the closing ten minutes of the show, it's crazy how fast the show just wins. Bye. Um I bought back cards against humanity. We 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 started to play it last week, but we didn't quite get the amount of time I wanted to give it. So, for anyone who hasn't played before... Or it's fun. Yes, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of cards. Oh, so exciting. I'm going to give you a whole, just load, whole load of cards. Oh, I love your homemade cards. I know, I, had to, I, I printed them and cut them out myself. <laughs> DIY. She graphs, man. You do. There we go. Jeremy James graphs. Okay, so we'll all play. I've got to get some white cards. So, any Cards Against Humanities, you've got black cards and white cards. And the black cards are statements that I'm going to... S- State out. <laughs> gonna great state. expression there. State out. I'm going to state out. I'm She's going to state out. And then it's up to you guys to pick out of your selected white cards the funniest answer, and you can submit them to me. And we're gonna I think you've cut something off this one because I'm sure artsies. All right, my cutting and sticking isn't quite, isn't quite you know. Good you effort, know. though. Good effort. You I'll should save all these cards each time, you know. Do you save them each yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, I do. Great. Oh I'm just, God, I've got so many choices. I'm so excited. Okay, right, so. <clears throat> Um, right, the first question, the first statement is, what's there a ton of in heaven? Um, What's, we gotta go. Um, oh. <coughs> here. Um, There's me, there you go. Okay. 
Um, what's the, yeah, okay, so we've got, <laughs> What's there a ton of in heaven? Masturbation. Yes. Well, I really hope there is. <laughs> what's there a ton of in heaven? Anal beads. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope there's not. What's there a ton of Don't in heaven? You love it. You love it. <laughs> what's there a ton of in heaven? Sorry, the gaze. Okay, uh, right. So excellent. I'm thinking. Mate, how many cards are you giving me here? I think anal beads. I gave you loads, just I want to give you a big selection. Yeah. I think anal beads wins that one. Thank you. Well done. Uh, pop them away. Right, so on to the card number two. Um, right, um, oh, well, let's have a little look in here. Okay. Right, let's do it. Come on. Um, I'm just picking one. Find a good one. I'm finding a good one. I'm finding a good one. Um, really like in Michael it. Jackson's final moments, he thought about... Oh... Boom. What did he think about? Oh, oh my God, I've got so much. Never mind, I liked Michael Jackson, so, you know, let's... This is uh, too harsh. Oh, my God, no, actually, you've got to say that one as well. Oh. That's my choice, but you've got to say that one as well, because it's just fun. Okay, have you got one, Lucy? Have you got one for the team? I haven't got anything hilariously funny. I'm annoyed. Okay. Um, well, I've got... Noel gave me two, so... Okay, all right, Noel can go ahead. So, go. in Michael Jackson's final moments, he thought about... Getting naked and watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, in Michael Jackson's final moments, he thought about nocturnal emissions. <laughs> Poor effort. While watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, Noel's number two attempt is, in Michael Jackson's final moments, he thought about being a motherfucking sorcerer. sorcerer. <laughs> and mine it might be a bit low, below the belt, but well, in know. Michael Jackson's final moments, he thought about being on fire. Oh, man. <laughs> I had he thought Michael, about dying here. Mr. Jackson, I, 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 I want to point out, guys, I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. Oh, and this it? is Johanna's game. This is terrible. Rest, <laughs> in, rest in peace, Michael. Well, rest in peace, R.I.P. Michael. But I know okay. you bad. bad. Oh, I think I think I'm getting naked and watching Nickelodeon. That was funny. That was good. That was well good. Um, okay, so um, right, let's have a look. Um, in L.A. County Jail, mm-hmm. word Ooh. is you can trade 200 cigarettes for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Which prison is this? Uh, LA County Jail. Word is you can trade 200 cigarettes for oh. cuddling, Lucy says. <laughs> you never know what type of cuddling. Bear in mind, I've heard that LA County Jail is full of um, black people. Okay, so um, in LA County Jail, word is you can trade 200 cigarettes for surprise sex. Excellent. Mm, not bad. Or. In LA County Jail, word is you can trade 200 cigarettes for white people. (laughs) 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 Yeah, white white people wins. (laughs) Brill. Um, Okay, um, let's have a look. I'm just going to pull one straight out of the the pack. Um, Oh, I should have chose this one. All right. uh, Yeah, go. go. Right. um, What gives me uncontrollable gas? What, you personally? I don't know. It's just a statement. You've got to just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've got one. Okay. That is a little bit low, actually. Um, <laughs> Lucy good. says, dying of dysentery. That would definitely oh, give you a job, I guess. I say, um, all you can eat shrimp for $4.99. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that would definitely do it. I don't know anything. Oh, here you go. Okay. Here you go. Um, German dungeon porn. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when you're putting up your butt. Well, yeah. Um, okay, let's go in for the right. Um, what I don't even know who. What's this? Um, yes. 
four. Okay, this is a double one, so I'm going to give you guys some extra cards. I don't need any extra. Okay, well, just I want some because it's basically it's a double it's a double statement. So I'm going to say, for my next trick, I will pull blank out of blank. <laughs> so we've got to go for two. So for my next trick, I will pull blank out of blank. So give me two. Oh no! No no. I will pull. <laughs> okay, this is really, really stupid. Oh, do you know which order they're in? Yeah, I do. Right. Uh, Noel says, for my next trick, I will pull a salty surprise out of the clitoris. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Mate, if you can do that, you've got talent, guys. Let me just tell you that. Okay. If you can right. do that, you've got talent. So for my next trick, I will pull Barack Obama... <laughs> Out of Robocop. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, can you imagine? I will say, uh, for my next trick, I will pull teenage pregnancy. Yes. Out of guys who don't call. <laughs> okay. Well, they don't, yes, because they, if they don't call, they don't deserve the booty, no, and thus there shall be no teenage pregnancy. Thus. That's actually a political statement, yes. Jana. Thus. Um, okay, I'm going to give myself a couple more things because I'm running out. Oh, great. Um, okay, so um, next statement. War, what is it good for? What can you think? It's <laughs> just so low. Good um, it's, <laughs> I think it's good for sexting. <laughs> Logistically, yeah. What would you guys say? Okay. Um, War, what is it good for? It's good for the hustle. It's good for the hustle, man. Um, and Lucy says, "War, what is it good for? Flying sex snakes. <laughs> you never know when they're mm. right. Is that about. a thing? Is that a th- yeah? Is, is that it? like a real thing? Are there s- snakes <laughs> that fly and have sex at the same time? Oh, or is I that just like one of your dreams, Lucy? One of my dreams. I don't know. Cirque du Soleil. Okay. <laughs> what uh, what gets better with age? Mm. What would we say? What gets better with age? Mm. Um, I think." Um, Oh, getting drunk on mouthwash. <laughs> Can that happen? <laughs> it's got a bit of alcohol and you have to have a... How much mouthwash would you have to drink to get oh, drunk? This is actually not funny, but true. Probably a couple. Uh, Morgan Freeman's voice does it get does. better with age. No, it does. No. It does. I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I play God. This is also true, but not very funny. Uh, crippling uh. debt. Oh, that's just you just put reality <laughs> back in the room, man. We're trying reality to room back in the room. We're trying to have a bit of escapism <laughs> here, Nolington. Um, okay, I think that. Oh, that's the end of the show. They won't be escapism because yeah. if they go to university and study film, they will leave university with crippling, crippling debt. Oh. So hey, kids, have fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next week at four p.m. four to six for Back Row and Chill. Uh, my last musical masterpiece, Noel. Yeah. It's by Ben. It's called Bender by Bro Safari. Thank you, Lucy. You're coming back next week. Yeah. Everyone yeah. Go do their This is the best film show out there. It is. Says the old man <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week. We'll see you then. All right. See you guys. <laughs>